Welcome to Word Alive. We're so glad you joined us again today. We want to continue with part five of Jesus Does the Works Through Us. And today I'd like for us to start in John chapter 14. This will be in the Amplified Bible Classic Edition. And verse 11. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the very works themselves. If you cannot trust me, at least let these works that I do in my Father's name convince you. I assure you most solemnly, I'll tell you, if anyone steadfastly believes in me, he himself will be able to do the things that I do, and he will do even greater things than these because I go to the Father. Now this is important too because yesterday we looked at John chapter 15 and he says, if you abide, I am the vine, if you abide in me and, and I abide in you. It says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. And here he says, if anyone steadfastly believes in me. That means that uh, if when you abide, then you're steadfastly believing in him and listening to his voice. Amen. Let's go to verse 13. And I will do, I myself will grant whatever you ask in my name as presenting all that I am. So that the Father may be glorified and extolled in and through the Son. Yes, I will grant, I myself will do for you whatever you shall ask in my name as presenting all that I am. Now what Jesus is saying here, he says, if you ask him to do anything in his name or you, you speak forth his name in uh, ministry, then he is doing it as presenting all that he is. He presents all that he is when you speak forth his name and you do it in faith and you do it in power and you expect Jesus to do the thing that you've asked for. Now this is ministry. It's not coming to the Father and asking the Father in Jesus' name. This is different as we... Uh, Studied yesterday in John chapter 16, he says, You haven't asked anything in my name, but ask the Father in my name. And whatever, ask, whatever you ask the Father in my name, I will do. He will do for you. The Father will do it. But here he's talking about him doing it. He says in 14, Yes, I will grant. I myself will do for you whatever you shall ask in my name. That's presenting all that I am. That means that when you speak forth the name of Jesus, he's going to show up on the scene and then by the Holy Ghost representing him, he's going to do the works. Verse 15, if you really love me, you will keep obeying my commands. Verse 16, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and standby that he may remain with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive Welcome, take to its heart, because it does not see him or know and recognize him. But you know and recognize him, for he lives with you constantly and will be in you. Now he's talking about the spirit of truth that will be in you. It's the Holy Ghost. Verse 18, I will not leave you as orphans, comfortless, desolate, bereaved, forlorn, helpless. I will come back to you. Verse 19, just a little while now, and the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me because I live, you will live also. At that time, when that day comes, you will know for yourselves that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. He said, you will know. I know that the Father God and Jesus live in me. 
the day I got born again, my life completely changed. And the day I got filled with the Holy Ghost, it changed more. I know it's the Holy Ghost in me that does the works. I know he's representing Jesus and he does all the works that he does through me by the Holy Ghost. At, at the command of Jesus, what Jesus tells him to do, he says he doesn't do it on his own authority. But whatever Jesus says is what the Holy Spirit performs. And he uh, performs the word with signs following. He watches over the word to perform it. He watches over you to keep you safe at all times, but he also watches over the word to perform it. And the Lord will work with you with accompanying signs. Now I'd like for us to go to John chapter 17 in the New King James Version. Let's look at this. And we'll start in verse 9. I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. And all mine are yours, and yours are mine. And I am glorified in them. Now I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world. And I come to you, Holy Father. Keep through your name those who you have given me, that they may be one as we are. He said that they may be one as we are. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through the word that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me, and the glory which you gave me I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one. I and them and you and me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Praise God. That's awesome, isn't it? He said, Father, I pray that they be, be that they will be one as we are one, and that they will come to an understanding that they are one with me as I am one with you. Praise God. Ain't that awesome? That is absolutely awesome. And Jesus asked the Father for that. When he asked him for it, he instantly got it. And when uh, we understand that we are one with the Father, then things completely changed, didn't they? Now, if we'll study John chapter 14, 15, 16, and 7, then you'll understand, have a greater understanding of this if you'll look at it in the, the eyes of that's the Father's will for us to be one with Him. And if we're one with Him, as Jesus said, I, I don't do the works, it's the Father in me that does the works because I'm one with Him. Then we can understand that He does the works through us and it's not us doing them either. Jesus said, I can't do it. And He couldn't do it either until He got filled with the Holy Ghost on, at the River Jordan. And if you'll study that, you'll study His ministry and you'll find that He never did anything. And His ministry didn't start until He got filled with the Holy Ghost. Same thing happened with me. I was born again May 6, 1990. September 1990, I went to a, a Holy Ghost meeting with Mike Shreve. Got filled with the Holy Ghost. And that very day, he called me into the ministry. Filled me with the Holy Ghost. Called me into the ministry I'm called into right now. I didn't realize it at the time, but I, knew it, I know it now that he called me into it. And the ministry that he called me into, I... I, and that's, it was not that day. I went home. I was, it, it, I knew I was changed so much that I had to 
to get somebody born again or lay hands on somebody to get them healed, something had to take place because the anointing that was upon me so powerfully and the anointing that was in me. I went to another Holy Ghost meeting to the same minister, Mike Sharif, the next week, or it might have been a couple weeks later, I can't remember now. It's been so many years ago, but I left that meeting and prophesied for an hour and a half and watched it happen the next day. I got to the church we go to, all the people I went with, we go to the same church, and every person in that car that I prophesied that what would happen, it happened in that church the next day, and I mean, it was it was astounding what God did. We have to understand that it's Him. And sometimes we get so low on God that all we have to rely upon is the flesh and we can't rely upon the flesh we have to rely upon the holy ghost and we need to stay full of him to the degree that we uh, are more attentive to his voice than we are the voice of the flesh the flesh it wants to do all kinds of stupid stuff but you know the voice of the spirit of god is concerned about what god wants to do and what he can do to help other people and how he can bless you individually what he can do to increase you and make you a blessing to others and increase you uh, individually as well. Amen. Now let's go to John chapter 15 and we'll, we'll look at the Amplified Classic Edition and we'll start in verse 4. Dwell in me and I will dwell in you. Live in me and I will live in you. Just as no branch can bear fruit of itself without abiding in being vitally united to the vine, neither can you bear fruit unless you abide in me. So what he says here, live in me and I'll live in you. When he lives in us, then we are constantly in communication with him. Verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever lives in me and I in him bears much abundant fruit. However, apart from me, cut off from the vital union with me, you can do nothing. And he's saying, if you don't listen to his voice anymore, if you're not attentive to the voice of God, not trying to do what he wants you to do, then you can't do anything. But if you listen to the voice of God, you can. And you obey God, he, you can do it. Verse 7, if you live in me, abide vitally united to me, and my words remain in you and continue to live in your heart, Ask whatever you will and it will be done for you. Verse 8, when you bear much fruit, my Father is honored and glorified, and you show and prove yourselves to be true followers of mine. Now, what would a true follower of Jesus be? Would it be somebody that goes to church on Sunday morning, goes back home, does everything that they did normally all week long? Let me ask you this. Now, this might be a little bit harsh for some people, but I can't help it. Now, uh, to be a follower of him, that's what he said, to be true followers of me, of mine, of his. True followers of mine, that's what Jesus was saying. Now, uh, I know some people, and this is their lifestyle. Now, I'm not judging them. I'm not anybody's judge. But you can also judge by whether they're a follower of him or not. Now, if you're a born-again Christian, you don't go out and go to church on Sunday morning, can't wait to get out, and then you go watch pornography movies, triple X movies all night, or go out and cuss all week long like a sailor, and then go out and get drunk on Saturday night, and then go to church on Sunday morning and say, yeah, I'm following Jesus, all right. No, that's not following him. To be a true follower of him, 
will be that you're totally hooked up with his voice, that you're saying, Lord, use me, and however you can use me to do the works of God. To be a follower of Jesus would be doing the works of Jesus, wouldn't it? To be a follower of Jesus would be doing the works that he's doing and and asking God, let me do his works and the works of God and, and do greater works than these and pray that the body of Christ will get a revelation in this area and start doing these works. That's a follower of him. It's a lot more than just being somebody that's born again that's going to make it to heaven someday. Verse 9, I have loved you just as the Father has loved me. Abide in my love, continuing his love with me. If you keep my commandments, if you continue to obey my instructions, you will abide in my love and live on in it. Now, what is he saying? He's keeping my commandments, whatever he's telling you to do, and you abide in me and in my love and live on in it just as I have obeyed my Father's commandments and live on in his love. I have told you these things that my joy and delight may be in you and that your joy and gladness may be of full measure and complete and overflowing. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and I have appointed you. I have planted you that you might go and bear fruit and keep on bearing and that your fruit may be lasting, that it may remain and abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name is presenting all that I am, he may give it to you. He's saying if you'll ask to do the works of Jesus. That's what he's saying. Ask the Father. Use me to do the works of Jesus, Father. I ask that I'll be able to do the works of Jesus. Jesus said I can. I want to do the works of Jesus. I want to do my part in the body of Christ and and, and healing the sick and raising the dead. And doing my part, Father, I ask you that you use me in doing my part in the body of Christ. And I pray, Father, that you'd raise people up to do their part so that we can be complete in the body of Christ and this whole body come together in unity and walking in the fullness of what Jesus would have us to do. This is the beginning of it, people, for unity to happen in the body of Christ. If we all have this mindset, there won't be any strife. If we all had this mindset and we were tuned into Jesus all the time, there wouldn't be any arguing. There wouldn't be any junk. It would all be following God and walking in the authority that we have in Christ Jesus and no more of this stuff that goes on and no more religion and no more dead works. But he's saying here, if you're going to, if you don't abide in him and follow him wholly, then it's just a bunch of dead works. That's what he was saying more or less. Now let's look at Luke chapter 7 and, and the New King James Version. I'm getting close to being done. Verse 22, Jesus answered and said to them, Go and tell John the things you have seen and heard, that the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the poor have the gospel preached to them, and blessed is he who is not offended because of me. Now these are the works of Jesus. What did Jesus say? John was saying he's in prison, and he told his disciples, he says, Go ask him again. Y'all ask him, is he the one or we have to look for another? Because John's going in prison. He's sitting in there in prison thinking they're going to come kill him anytime. And Jesus said, go tell him again. The things you have seen and heard that the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the poor of the gospel preached to them. Now these are the works of Jesus. Amen. 
That is what we need to keep our mind focused on, what we can do to help this world. There's so many people in this world that need help. And instead, we don't do anything because we're not listening to what God wants to do. John chapter 14 in the Amplified Bible, Classic Edition. Do you not believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? What I'm telling you, I do not say on my own authority and on my own accord, but the Father who lives continually in me does his works his own miracles and deeds of power. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. If you cannot trust me at least, let these works that I do in my Father's name convince you. I assure you, most solemnly I tell you, if anyone steadfastly believes in me, he will himself be able to do the same things that I do, and he will do even greater things than these because I go to the Father. And I will do, I myself will grant whatever you ask in my name and presenting all that I am so that the Father may be glorified and extolled in and through the Son. Yes, I will grant, I myself will do for you whatever you ask in my name as presenting all that I am. And Jesus presents all that he is and he does the works through you. There's no excuse for you not to be able to do it because he will do it through you. And it's not you that can do it. All you got to do is say, I'm letting him do what he wants to do through me. Now, Luke chapter 10 in the New King James Version, I'm reiterating some of the things we've heard before so that we can keep our faith going in this area. Luke chapter 10 and verse 1. After these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also and sent them two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. Then he said to them, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Now, I'm going to tell you like this. The dinner bell for the lost is healing. Anytime you have healing take place and people hear about it, it's a dinner bell for the lost. They believe that God loves them, cares about them. And you know, it's not just for the body of Christ. It's for every person. Jesus didn't just do it for the body of Christ. He only have healing meetings and everybody in the body of Christ come. It was for everyone. Nobody in there was born again, but he said a lot of people were children of Abraham. Now, verse 9, And heal the sick there and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. The kingdom of God lives in you. Amen. First John 4, 4, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Jesus in you by the Holy Ghost is greater than he who is in the world. Jesus in you is greater than any sickness, any disease, any plague, any poverty, any depression, oppression, anything that can come against you. Greater is he that's within you than he that's in the world. And I'm telling you people, if we will let he who is greater in us rise up and use us to do the works of Jesus, he will be faithful to do that. The Lord will accompany you, working with you with accompanying signs following the word of God, and you'll see great and mighty results. Be blessed. Let the word of God dwell in you richly in all wisdom. May you rise up in the name of Jesus, do the mighty works that he did, 
knowing that God will do them through you. It doesn't matter if you're called into the fivefold ministry or not. Our job is to let you know that God wants to use you just as much as he wants to use anyone else on this planet. We love you. Thank you for joining us today. God bless you. Join us next time. If you would like to support our ministry, you can become a partner by clicking the support link in the description. You can also give by going to our website, wacba.org, and clicking on the giving tab. Thank you so much for supporting us to help us send the gospel around the world through our podcast. We pray God's blessings be upon you abundantly, and we thank you so much in Jesus' name.